Good morning, folks. Having a few technical difficulties here on the... Give me two seconds. You gotta love technology. Things up on you. So, there we go. Better. I'm back. So, folks, how you doing? Well, another Tuesday morning. And uh, today I want to talk about another lesson. See, when you get to know me a bit better, you'll know that I'm a very deep thinker. So when I have experiences, I always tend to meditate on them and think about them and my mind runs riot. And the experience from the weekend there, where I've been camping there, just, just when they camping, I talked about it yesterday and the day before. But um, it was, it made me realize that, you know, I'm watching today's society. I'm watching, I'm watching how our children are evolving. And I, a question I asked myself was, are we laying the foundations for our children to have the best type of future they possibly can have? It seems to me that, you know, for the last God knows how many years, technology has become more and more an integral part of our life. And it's now at the stage where I always talk about the balance, you know, the seesaw effect. And it's now at the point for me, and I can see that the balance has tipped the wrong way. And now we're very reliant on everything in our lives for technology and talking to use through technology. But do we, are we blind to the fact that this is a false reality that, you know, what, what we think is going to be our everyday existence could just like that change. You know, we, we don't know if a natural disaster happened or um, the government decided to take it down or just a crash happened or at, at, it's at any point, the life we live, the reality we live in could just go boom. And if that's the case and the internet goes down and electricity goes off and we don't have the modern technology, the modern, the mod cons that we are so used to, we've become conditioned to accept as part of normal life. Would you be able to cope? And the, then you think to yourself, well, my generation, we're obviously tougher than the generation that precedes us. And what about the ones, what about our parents' generation? They had a harder life. They, they experienced things a lot tougher than we did in our, in our lives. So they probably have a bit more um, a memory and sort of um, experience with harder a harder life. Like I remember my mother telling us that, telling me that she had to sleep in one bed with, with her seven siblings. Do you know, today's, today's day and age, we have our children crammed because of the shower room with their brother or sister. Do you know, because they've been conditioned, we've been, we've, as life gets easier, we become softer. And you've got to ask yourself is, the question you got to ask yourself is, are you capable of coping with shit if life throws it at us unexpectedly? And for the vast majority of us, I would say we're not. And then if you're honest with yourself and you admit that you're probably not capable of coping with the shit that life's going through us, why are you not doing it? Why are you not putting yourself in a position where you actually experience hardship, where you challenge yourself, where you get out of your comfort zone, this comfort zone of life, and, and realize, and just slowly, like I'm talking about in the diluted state, you know, I'm not saying like go out to the forest and cut down trees and build a log cabin and make your kids live in it for a month, but I'm, I'm genuinely asking like, why not remove the technology? Why not spend time as a family? Why not go out into the woods and camp 
without the iPads, without running water, without the toilet. Let your children experience what hardship is. Let your children experience what it is like. What it was like for us, remember, because we didn't have the internet. We didn't have our iPads with your face. We had to find a way of inventing our own um, our own entertainment. And this is something that I'm very big on. I'm very, um, it, 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 I'm a creative guy, right? If I'm an artist, uh, I'm, I'm an author. I, I, I like to, I've got a great imagination and I'm an ideas man. Like uh, when I was in Iron Fit, I would come up with a hundred ideas every single day. Wouldn't implement fuck all, but I'd come up with a hundred ideas. And Neil McTaggart used to slay me. He was like, you need a guy beside you, like a PA, writing down all your ideas. Because I've got cracking ideas. I just never implement them. But I'm a big believer in that, you know, the reason why I'm creative, well, it's probably part of me, but I'm also, I just, I was a very, um, a child of solitude. I like to be on my own and I love to draw and I love to, I love to just express myself through art and uh, writing. But our children, we're sort of denying our children the right, the ability to think for themselves and to come up with their own ideas because they're so um, adapted and so dependent on iPads. And what's, what I find that's happening is then their, their ideas, their ability to create is being... It's being taken away. It's being removed from them because they've no longer, they've no longer the need to to think for themselves or to create themselves. They've got someone else to do that. Now, I think long term, like so, human species has evolved because there's always been someone who was very creative. Tesla, Alexander Graham Bell, all these Einstein. You've got all these iconic figures throughout history who who set their own path, who who allowed their brain to to challenge themselves and, and to create ideas and to, to see if these ideas worked. And, and because of these people, society has expanded to the point we are today. But like I said, the tipping point has, have we reached a, pla- a place in society where the tipping point's now too far gone and we're, we're coming to a point where our children won't create the ideas that, that we need to push the society forward, to push the world forward. Now, I understand that the world has changed and that there are creative, creative like technology. People look at the, the advancements in technology. But, but what happens to the human spirit, the human species, when, when if technology is removed from us? How do we cope? There's, there's things that we have lost, there's skills that we have lost that make us very human. And unless they're practiced on a regular basis, well, then the vast majority of us will never experience it. If we never experience it, we're never going to learn from it. If we don't learn from it, we're destined to fail and repeat the mistakes we've made. So to me, I'm, 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 it saddens me to see it. On one side, I understand that technology is here to stay for the foreseeable future unless one of these disasters happens. But on the other side of me, it's like I find it very depressing to think our children will not really experience not hardships, but discomfort and actually learn to enjoy that discomfort, learn to appreciate the trappings we've got in life, but also learn to learn to realize the the enjoyment and the pleasure and the 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 release of the, the, the finding yourself of being a human that nature can provide for us. You know, like I said the other day, I said yesterday about the cutting the wood for me, that the trees coming down. Marty, how's it going, mate? 
for me, having to chop up those trees, the logs, and the logs, and split the logs, and then build the fire, and then build the stone around the fire, and then pre prepare all the food, and then cook the food, and wait for that food to cook. And there was no microwaves, there was no chainsaws, there was everything had to be done by hand. That experience, when I ate that goulash, Jesus, it was the nicest goulash I ever had because I had to work for it. I had to put all that effort in and it made me hungry. And because it made me hungry, I couldn't wait for it. And because I had put so much of my time and effort into it, I really appreciated it. And I think that is something that we have lost in society today. I always remember my granddad, whether he made this quote up or whether it was a quote he heard, I might know. But I remember there was a hole, he had a hole in his sock. And he said to me, I said, do you want me to throw his socks out? And he goes, no, no, no. I'll darn it. And I was looking going darn and I wouldn't know how to darn. I'm sure most of us wouldn't know how to darn. But this is again this is a skill set that we've lost because we're so used to uh consumption and just throwing things away. But he said to me something that was really profound. He said to me, Paul, our generation, um, my generation doesn't throw things out. We fix things when they're broken, you know, and that is something that's wrong with society today. It's 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 through their whole culture. If you're if you're if something breaks, you throw it out. You don't glue it all together anymore. You just throw it away and get a new one. If a relationship is broken, we don't try to fix it. We just fuck it away, get divorced, get a new one, start it, start it fresh. We never seem to have the tenacity and the, the, the strength of fortitude within us to try and get things fixed. And this is something that's seeping through society. And it's you've got to look back at your parents' generation, your grandparents' generation, our generation, and you've got to see the... The patterns emerging, and then you've got to. You should notice that, you know, when your grandparents were alive, it was everything was fixed. You you didn't throw anything out. You were fixed. Then your parents came about, and it was still there. Our generation, people and I, just throwing things away. Now we've got kids. Our kids are just they, they don't they don't want anything. They want the new things, and they play for five minutes and they throw it away. And it's always they're looking for the next shiny toy, like magpies. You know, the next new thing. We're wanting that all the time. But what type of society are we are we laying the foundations for by allowing this? Because ultimately, our children are our children. They are in our control. They are it, how their lives turn out is determined by us and our attitudes. And if we allow them to continue doing these things, well, then it's going to make sense. Hi, Vida. It's going to make sense that they're going to they're going to follow suit, and then their children are going to be the the, the generation. Our grandchildren are going to be a generation that don't have any type of focus don't have any patience to learn anything they want everything now they want everything yesterday and if they can't get it they're not interested that's our fault we are the ones responsible for our children thinking the way they're thinking we're the ones responsible for the generation that they're we're going to produce there it's not their problem their children they will do whatever they want to do whatever they're allowed to do if, if that means being stepped standing on the ipod for five hours six hours a day talking to their friends well, that's exactly what they're going to do. If our children are getting obese, and the obesity epidemic is crazy, it's worse than COVID. It's going to create cause more deaths than COVID, especially in the next 20, 30 years. But that's, again, that's our fault. Our, ch our children have become who we have allowed them to become. And when we, when we sit and feed them with processed foods and we don't push them outside, can you imagine being a child of the 80s and sitting in the house for five, six hours a day, every day? Can you imagine being stuck on TV for in front of a TV for five, six hours a day and your parents are learning this. I was explaining it to my kids the other day. I was saying to them, you do realize that when I was your age, we had one and a half hours of TV and that was it. We had children's TV from 
about half four, from three o'clock or so, half three to about half five, and then it was done. Your dad stuck on the news, and either watched the news or you went and entertained yourself. Now, when they go and entertain themselves, what they do, the TV program's over. Okay, I'll just get my iPad, I'll go on my Xbox, I'll go on PlayStation. And this, this culture's been allowed to happen. Why? Because it's easy. It's, listen, let's take responsibility for this. As parents, we want an easy life, and this is an easy life for us to live. You know, we give the kids the iPad, it means we don't have to get up and do it. And we're, we're conditioning ourselves to become lazier and lazier and lazier. And because we're doing this, the world is fucking falling apart. Western society today is now probably the weakest it's ever been. Forget about the woke culture and all that bullshit. Just the very daily, daily living that we take, that we do, is creating weakness. It's creating a softer society. And that is leading to that is leading us to a point where, when shit hits the fan, which invariably will, that life has shown us so many times throughout history, there's always something happens: a pandemic, a natural disaster, a war. Something will happen that will fuck the entire life system we've got up. And unless we have created a world where we are exposed to that type of stress, that type of environment on a regular basis. We won't have the skills and we won't have the mental fortitude to be able to cope with that type of stuff. And that is very sad. It's, it's, it's depressing when you think about it that we're allowing this to happen because we don't want to actually accept that we're human. We're living in a world that's always going to be changing. And we're living in a, in a, in a world where the next natural disaster could be tomorrow, could be, the next, could be next week. Something is going to happen cataclysmically. That will fuck up society, fuck up the world we know. And unless we have spent time experiencing these 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 uncomfortable situations and preparing ourselves as best we can with life skills, we're not going to be able to cope. And that is going to be the death of so many people. I know it's deep, but it's also true. So anyway, that'll do today, and I'll speak to you all tomorrow.